0: said he all the things that he could have been rich in gold and silver and all that god speaking about god the scripture says that he's the god who is rich in mercy he said he was so glad that god was rich in mercy aren't you i've had a whole lot more need of his mercy than i have his gold Jasper walls, gates of pearl, that's all on the other side. I need mercy and grace and strength every day that I live. And the good part about it is, I get it. You do too. Thank God. Let's turn tonight to Genesis chapter 2, if you would. Genesis chapter 2, verse verse 1. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. Moses really wanted to emphasize that he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he, Shabbat, rested from all his work which God created and made. Future home. Just a little while, and we'll be summoned. Then the rapture will come. Just a little bitty group, like Enoch, will be taken up. The remnant of the woman's seed that keep the commandments of God, Jews, have the testimony of Jesus Christ, Gentiles, will be hunted down like dogs and shall give their life for their testimony. Then one great morning, the break of the millennium for the honeymoon will start. Then the rest of the dead live not till the thousand years. Then at the end of the thousand years, there was a judgment showing that Ham was in the ark. And Ham is still there in the remnant, ones that heard it and rejected it, will have to be judged. Now, grant it, Lord, that we'll not be considered among them. Grant it, Lord. <laughs> but we will be in the call to the wedding supper. For we do recognize Jesus Jesus among us today, Amen. Amen. we're going in with Him and out of the world into Him. Let us walk forth in that city. and Come out with Him. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Ain't that good? Amen. How many lots to be remembered before the Lord tonight? Also, like you, I'm not sure, but Louie mentioned Ellie or not, and she's doing better. Had to. Eric had to take her back to the doctor today, or uh, uh, Thursday, I guess it was, because of uh, breaking out on her body, a rash, and changed her medication, and uh, she's still, uh, still dealing with that. <clears throat> Pneumonia, ear infection, sinus infection. She's doing better, but she wasn't able to come to church tonight, so Carol uh, stayed there at home with her, so I'd like for you to remember her, and your need, your request tonight. I certainly am needful of him as well. Let's... Take it before him. Heavenly Father, you who made this great, beautiful world that we live in, you who spread it all out according to your divine purpose and plan, cannot you take care of our little menial needs of life? Cannot you who hangs this earth out there in space, Allows her and her circumference of almost twenty-four thousand miles around to spend thousand miles an hour, and yet the clouds and the atmosphere and the stratosphere and the hemisphere—all the things that you made around her—she's not the greatest of planets. She's not the largest in size, but yet she's one you chose. So we tonight are not the biggest church. We don't have the most money. We may not drive the finest cars, but we believe you've chosen us. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Lord Jesus, we lift our hands tonight because of needs in our home, our bodies, our lives, our minds, on our jobs. We pray that you'd be mindful of us. Pray, Father, that you just touch continue to be with Elliot and touch her body, her and Carol Stream in the service tonight. May the presence of God just go down right there, Father, in the living room and home. Just continue to do the work for Lord. other needs that are here and those that'll be streaming the service, Lord. may you take the service and may it just be pleasing to you. I present myself to you, Father. I'm not a great person. I don't have a lot to offer, but all I can be is just an instrument yield into the hands of a great mighty God. So we realize already it's not how great the dust is. It's not how great the instrument is. It's the excellency of the master that brings out anything. So would you do that tonight, Father? Speak to us and help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you, saints. You may be seated. <clears throat> the millennium is the rest day. As I've been looking at the seven days in the stage of creation, knowing that they are not 24-hour days necessarily, but 1,000-year increments called a day. And the evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning were the second day. On and on and on until we come to the seventh day, and then there is no more mention of an evening and a morning. So we move, when we move out of the sixth day, out of darkness and light, combating, coming against one another, until we come to the seventh day, then there is no more mention of the increments of day and night, or light and darkness. Now, as I've been looking at this and trying to, you know, ask God's help and looking into the Scripture and looking into the message I believe that God, and the way that He does things, the way that He started in the beginning, His pattern is repeatable and inevitable down through the ages, that it follows over and over again. And it's not that He's that hard to understand. It's not that it's complicated, if you're a family member, that is. Uh, Then you have the initiation into understanding your father's ways. Just like you and your home. Uh, other people may look at your father and your mother and your siblings and the way you do things in your home and it might be really odd and different to them because they don't do things like that in their home. But yet to you You would hear your daddy say something, your mama say something, your siblings have uh, certain cliches and words, and even little things that you would laugh about, and y'all would just laugh and laugh, and others would stand there and look at you, you know, and thinking, what in the world's the matter with these people? But yet, to you, it, it makes perfect sense, but they are not initiated into the family understanding. So when you are not, which is the Greek word that was used in the New Testament for the word mystery or mysterion, which is those who are initiated into an understanding. Well, it's the same way I believe with our father as it would be with a natural family, that there would be certain ways and mannerisms and speech and vocabulary that would be used that would seem odd. And a person might read the Bible every day of their life, and if they're not initiated by the Spirit of God, still the ways of God would completely be a mystery to them. Theologians have studied God's Word for many, many years of their lives. You imagine being a theologian and giving God decades of your life and you gave him your mind, but never totally gave him your heart. And because you gave him your mind and you read the Bible over and over and over again and every way you looked at it, you still wound up with three gods. Now, the reason of that being because you gave God your, your mind and your intellect. you be able to study theology and apologetics and all that sort of thing to try to figure God out. But the simple person who really believes God can give God their heart and God can drop something down in their heart in a moment of time that a theologian would study for decades of his life and never even see. I want God to have my head and my heart, don't you? I want to study, I want to know, I want to understand, but more than important than that, I want God to be able to have my heart, to be able to reveal Himself. Now, as I look at the seventh day, what I see is an unfolding of sevens, which are multiple sevens in the Bible, We know that there are actually seven dispensations. The first one starts off with innocence. Then we go from innocence to conscience to government to law, so on and so on. And then the seventh dispensation is actually the one we've been preaching about for a while on the honeymoon, which is the millennium. All seven of those ultimately end up with the same result and that is the failure of man. All seven will end up with the same consequence. Now, God will deal with them in a different way in all seven dispensations, but yet the end result will be the same. Now, if you don't know it yet, this is why Satan is bound at the beginning of the millennium, and then he must be loose for a little season out of his prison. And when he is, it will ultimately prove at the end of the millennial dispensation the same thing that was proved in innocence, conscience, government, law, theocratic, so on and so on. That it proved the same thing over and over again. People are proving it now in the dispensation of grace. People are proving They do not know how to appreciate the dispensation of grace. They are proving they don't know how to live and the dispensation of grace. Now, the legalists will go toward the legalism. They're, they're fine, you know, with that, uh, until they mess up. Then they fell out, like, I'm lost without God. Oh, there's no pity for me. There's no hope for me. Then the liberals will go on the extreme grace side, and they will, oh, I can do anything I want to do. You see what it is? Both sides are proving the same thing. They do not understand how to be able to deal with the dispensation of grace. Amen. And the millennium will prove the same thing that after a thousand years of the son of David, the Lord Jesus, and Satan is loosed out of his prison for a little season the consequence of the end of the millennium will be the same thing at the end of the dispensation that Adam lived in, which was the dispensation of innocence. The next dispensation which was conscience and the dispensation of conscience which ends with the Andalus destruction what do we find the imagination of man's heart was continually on evil so here they live in the dispensation of conscience and they absolutely contrary to God's word pervert everything that God gave them the millennium will end up the same way. Now ham will be carried over through the ark or the millennium and it will bring out the same results when Satan is loosed upon the earth he will go about to gather from the four corners of the earth Gog and Magog which Gog and Magog of course means from one side to the other not necessarily locations on the earth but Satan will gather them together those who have been submissive only because the Lord Jesus Jesus made them thus. They did not want to do it from their heart. And once Satan is loosed out of his prison, then he will actually go gather them together from all over the earth, and they will compass the holy city and a camp meeting where the saints of God will be gathering together. Then holy fire from God will come down and annihilate them, and Satan will be judged. Now the millennium itself is a type of the old seventh day of the old world order now we know that six is the number of men and man was actually made on the sixth day and the way that Moses writes it it can be a little bit confusing because God made man of course in Genesis 1 that was the man from heaven and then the man which was formed from Tosa formed come from the image of the earth then that was the one that was of the earthly image so they are both of them merged into the same being so both heaven and And earth has claims on the man, but it depends on which part you're claiming. Now, notice this question answers on Genesis. The prophet said God rested the seventh day, his memorial rest day. I'm saying that on the benefit that this might be a Seventh-day Adventist brother or sister, someone who'd ask him a question about the Seventh-day. And they have a lovely church, and now notice, I would just differ with them on this little bit, on this question. God hallowed the Seventh-day, six days was man, Seventh-day was God's rest day, which was a type, a type of the millennium. So then what we read about here in Genesis 2 was actually a foreshadowing or a previous opening up of what the millennium will be. So then God made everything that he had made, and then God rested. Now the word rested does not mean that God got tired the way we get tired. And God said, wow, I'm wore out. I'll tell you all this universe stuff if Somebody bring me a glass of tea and open up my recliner, there, angels. I'm, I'm absolutely wore out. God never tires. But yet God, the word rested actually means a cessation that God ceased from further creation. So God has not made another species. since. God has not made another animal, God has not made another plant. Now man does, man constantly tempers with it, but God rested because this was a type of the millennium. Notice in the Mark of the Beast, he said, God built the world in 6,000 years and the church labored against sin for 6,000 years. So we find that God was actually acting out in a family way, a family mannerism, what the church was going to do in the church ages. So God labored for 6,000 years. I say labor, just relating so you can understand it. In the act of creation, God created for 6,000 years. And then God actually stopped creating and entered into a rest day. So the church will go on through 6,000 years. And through that 6,000 years will come the law, the prophets, theocracy. Uh, It will come all these different dispensations. And the church, Old Testament and who will labor against sin, labor against the world, and then at the end of the 6,000 years, there will be a millennium. Oh, thank God, we're almost there now. Notice now he said, and the seventh thousand, God went to rest and rested the seventh. Now a type of the millennium. So then the seventh day, you'll agree with me, the seventh day in the book of Genesis is a type of the millennium that is to come. Now notice in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 and God saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good and the evening and the morning were the sixth day Thus the heavens and the earth were finished Now notice the heavens are plural but the earth is singular Thus the heavens And the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Look at this word, very strange word. That which goes forth an army, a war or warfare, host of an organized army. So when God created the heavens, he was actually creating an army in the planets and in the stars. The horizontal rainbow, hemisphere, stratosphere, and so on. So it was an army. Now notice then in verse 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he shabbos. Notice his Hebrew word now. This is where we get the word sabbath. And God actually Shabbat. So it was something that God did. On the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested, which means to cease or put to an end. To keep or observe. The Sabbath. So God was not tired, as I said, and wore out, but God set aside this increment of 1,000 years. Amen. Well, there will be no more species that will be made. There will be no more new trees, no more new plants, but everything now will begin to grow and begin to bring out. Now, the old question still comes back, and to science they still baffle or bite, which was first, the egg or the chicken? Now, you may wonder in your mind, which was first, the seed or the plant? But the Bible holds the answer. Now notice, so God rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. So the word Shabbat simply means to rest. Now remember that God is writing out the future ages and the future events that will happen down from the Old Testament to the New. So here is the church ages, here are the seven dispensations including the Old Testament. Here are also the 7,000 years which will be upon the earth before you go into the day. So the millennium will be the last week of time to complete God's great plan. So God rests then on the seventh day, hallowed it and sanctified it. Now God is doing this as a type of the Sabbath, of course, which will come to the Jews. But he's also doing it for the type of those in the the New Testament which will receive the Holy Ghost. Our Sabbath is not tomorrow. Sunday is not this Sabbath right here. Now, we honor the resurrection, that's right. But Sunday is not the Sabbath in the sense of the seventh day. Because Sunday is the first day of the week. So in the Old Testament, the Saturday, that's why that, of course, the, uh, you know, the saints will come together, the Latter-day Saints and whoever more that honor the seventh day, which is Saturday, and they are still Sabbatarians, and they want to keep the seventh day, and they want to hallow it, but in reality, we know that the day which has been set apart to us is not one of the days out of the week. Our Sabbath is every day out of the week because we have entered into rest. So what did God do? Then God ceased from any further labor. Once we enter into the true Sabbath, which is the baptism of the Holy Ghost, us trying to live right is finished. We have ceased from that part. Oh, I'm I'm struggling with drinking. Oh, I'm, I'm struggling with this and that and the other. No, you've never entered into the Sabbath yet. You're still under the increment of time or you are trying. Now will you be bothered and tempted? Of course you will. But it's from the outside trying to move in. But once you enter into the Sabbath, it's from the inside moving out. The real Sabbath is not, well, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't run around, I don't take aspirins, I don't take Tylenol. Well, what's that got to do with being saved? That is nothing to with being filled with the Holy Ghost, whether or not you take an aspirin. But yet it's a Sabbath that it breaks forth from the inside of you that you have crossed the line. Can you be tempted? Of course. You can be tempted from the outside, from the earthly realm. But that part which was breathed in you by the breath of God, which is your your soul from the heavenly realm, it has entered into rest. Think of it, friends. You that are sitting here tonight, filled with the Holy Ghost, and you hearing me on the internet, you have never had one down day since you've had the Holy Ghost. Your soul has never been weary one moment. Your soul has never said, well, I'm quitting. Your soul has never said, I can't take it no more. Your body will, your mind will, your spirit will, your imagination, your conscience, and so on. But that soul, once it entered into the Sabbath of rest, it said, my labor is over. Hallelujah labor to be a child of God is consummated I'm not trying to be a child of God I'm not hoping I'll be a child of God I'm not wishing I'll be a child of God I am a child So God ceased from his creative works and entered into a millennium or a Sabbath. Now it's amazing that the dispensations, the six prior to this, are light and darkness, light and darkness, light and darkness, light and darkness, day and night. And then they unfold into the seventh one, which is the millennium. Uh, the seventh day in type, and there is no more mention then, whenever we come to that, of the evening and the morning were the first day. So these were leading up to the full light of the seventh day. Well, glory, y'all looking at me funny. So the finished heavens and their hosts are leading up to or unveiling this time of the seventh day whenever God is entering into this finished work. So God entered it and it was an interchange from day and night into the full seventh day. So the full light of the seventh day was what allowed the dispensation to change of struggling between Am I saved? Am I not saved? Day and night, in and out, up and down. But when full light broke on the seventh day, there was no more. And the evening and the morning were the seventh day. That's not the way the Bible identified. Well, glory to God. That's not the way the Bible identified the seventh day. The identification of the seventh day was identified by this one word, rest. Praise be to God. So here we move beyond then the struggles of trying to do this and trying to do that. Now keep in mind now, we want to stay balanced in this, that there will always be a struggle between the inner man and the outer man. We know that. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about you on the inside. Oh, if I could lay this aside, if I could quit this. I've been in and out, up and down, in and out. Well, you've never entered that play of day of rest. It's still day and night and the evening and the morning where the second day and the evening and the morning where you're Third day and the evening and the morning were your fifth day when are you going to get out of them days and enter into the seventh day to so where you can have light oh hallelujah light and rest not the evening and the morning were the seventh day but the light and the rest glory to God the light and the rest were the seventh day notice this in verse 3 And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had Shabbat or rested from all his work which God created and made. So God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. It was a day in which God took delight in the day thereof. Now God is not making anything on the seventh day, but now God's delight is in the day itself. So it is a day that he sets aside all oh, my children. Sometimes I wonder for those of us who's really got the baptism of the Holy Ghost and we are a new creature in Christ. I wonder to this day if we really, really understand what a miracle it was when God gave you the new birth. It is so talked about, it is made so light, it's ridiculed, it's made fun of, I understand, but I ain't talking about them, I'm talking about us. Do you realize what a miracle you are, that God has taken that old nature out of you and made you a new creature? If God had not have done that, you you could have lived in the millennium under the king reign of the Lord Jesus and at the end of the millennium turn and go right toward the devil. Can you imagine people living that way? Because why? This is the very reason that he must be released out of that to prove that under every dispensation that God shows in the increments of grace and the seven dispensation that man fails every one of them. But the elect through every everyone came out by the grace of God if it was not for the new birth in us today we would wind up in tribulation we would wind up serving the devil why it proves over and over again man is evil man left to himself cannot find the living God the heart of man is evil who can know it but the new birth transcends your birth the new birth transcends All glory Your natural maker It places heaven down on the inside And the glory be to God The rest starts in your soul So it's a day in which God took delight And God said It's very good I like it it's very good. I, 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 I like it. I, I, he, he pronounced it's, it's, it's what I wanted it to be. I'm, I'm very pleased in so much that I've stopped creating. You can't get more happier than that. You know how we are. You know how women are. Men are. How we change. You know how women go through cycles in their house. You know that they want to put wallpaper up and then they are not sure why they even put wallpaper up and then they want to take it down and then they want to paint and then they put this color up and they're not sure why they chose that color. They don't like that color. Come on brothers don't sit there and look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. God made the animals and he rested. God made man and he's rested. God made woman and neither God nor man's rested since. That's Donnie two and two. But you see why? Because we, we constantly are seeing things we like better. So you go back to Home Depot and the paint store, sisters, and you say, oh, I wish I'd have went with that color and your husband breaks out of a cold sweat like he just had a pain from a kidney stone. And he's thinking, oh God, no, don't tell my heart to paint that thing again. And then you oh, know, I love that aqua. Why did I go with yellow instead of aqua? Well, there's something about us and us brothers are the same way. You know, we find a certain gun and we find a certain this and that and the other, whatever you enjoy doing, and we're constantly improving and looking at better ways. But God said, no, nope, I am so sad satisfied I, oh, hallelujah. I am so satisfied I don't need to make another apple they're all perfect I don't need to make another peach or a pear or a pomegranate I am so satisfied with what I have done Lord have mercy children if God could drop it in our hearts tonight of how satisfied he was with the work on Calvary that the justice of God was met hallelujah and the mercy of God and the justice of God was met in the person Of the Lord Jesus when the heavens and earth kissed and embraced each other and God said about you I am so satisfied with the blood of my own son that I release you from your sin
1: I annihilate
0: your nature I eradicate that first birth I hallelujah I burst you by my own genes I am satisfied are you Are you satisfied with what Jesus has done? So God says, let this be a consecrated day. Let it be a happy day. And I say, oh, happy day. Oh, happy day when Jesus washed. Oh, friends, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted what God's done. So God sanctified it and God said, this is such a great day. Not simply now that Elohim had made millions of species in the Botany kingdom and of course thousands and thousands in the animal kingdom, but the Bible says there that he blessed the seventh day Sanctified it because that he had rested so Elohim did not just rest from the activity, but the divine idea had been now consummated in the universe so everything that he wanted it to become For this allotment of time had now arrived in a perfect state. So he could look at it and say, I don't need to do any more. I've took care of it. Lord have mercy. If you could only realize tonight when he looks at your soul and he says, I don't need to do anything else. They are born again. Their nature has been changed. That old snake that was down inside of their heart don't live there no more. I took that serpent out and I put a dove in. Hallelujah. They are seed of my seed. They are bone of my bone. They are flesh of my flesh. They are signed, sealed, and delivered. They are mine forever. I don't need... To add nothing else to that regenerated seed. Amen. The divine idea of the universe had been realized, it had been completed, decorated, finalized, and closed. The Lord. So God said, I'm just going to have myself a millennium. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because the work shown a magnificent success from the creator. So he can look at everything that he has made and say, well, it's, it's all good. Notice this in God's power to transform. Now the headquarters with his son and his son's bride over all. And it looked so perfect. There was a man the head of it all. His own son and his bride. Every seed was perfect. The palms and the oaks and the grass and the birds and the animals. Everything was in perfect order with the commandment of God. Don't change your nature. Bring forth of its kind. Every seed oak. Don't you never try to be perverted into a pawpaw tree. See, palm, don't you be perverted into something else, but every seed after its kind. And he had watched it through the times. Now, watch, he said, and he had spoke the word, and his great creating power had formed these things that had come up, even the man and the woman, and they were the head because they were, they were super to all the other races. Ah wonder what other races was here. And he put them also under a care of the same thing that he put trees and animals and so forth. His word. They must not never by no means break that word. They must stay there. Now remember this commandment is given where. This commandment is given under which dispensation. Man is placed in the garden of Eden. And God makes him of course outside the garden. Brings him into the garden and sets him there. And then this allocation of the dispensation. Compensation of God, the first one under innocence, is given to man under God's seventh day. So in the millennium, Adam makes his choice whether he will stay with the word or not. Adam is not making his choice whether or not he's a son. I believe you can make your choice whether or not you're a son just as much as Adam did. Free moral agency is not you deciding whether or not you're a son. It's deciding whether you'll be obedient or not. Praise the Lord. So Adam, of course, placed you now in God's Eden. And this is what uh, God's millennium, that the prophet is describing in God's Edenic condition or God's millennium. And as long as that creation would have existed like that, Sister Sikarin wouldn't have had to went this morning. Now, Sister Florence Securian had just died that morning. And as long as it would have stayed like that, God's great economy, it's what we believe that we are headed back to we're going back to that spot that place where that seventh morning and on the seventh morning God hallowed it and sanctified it and said it's good and we're going back to that seventh praise the Lord when God looked upon it all and he said, it's good, I'm pleased with it, yeah, I'm glad I did it, praise God. And that's now under control. I put trust in my son and his wife that they will make them head of it all. They will watch over it all and see that it's all right, that everything will bring forth of its kind. Now he has the power to do that. God then said, well, if it's all so good and it can't be anything else, well praise god it can't be anything else god don't make no junk well he made you too you ain't junk not your soul brother sister it can't be anything else and this is why because it's my own desire It's the way I want it. I've spoken that way and my words has brought it exactly the way I wanted it. And there it is. It's all good. so the Bible said God rested the seventh day
1: from all his works.
0: So the millennium begun. The great animals, great dinosaurs going through the paradise of God. The birds of paradise flying over on Adam's shoulders and cooing to him. Papa coming down and laying Adam and Eve down in the evening so they could take a little rest. Eating from the trees that bore Edenic fruit. Not herbage. They didn't eat corn, cabbage, broccoli, (laughs) asparagus. That's cattle food. (laughs) In the millennium now, I'm talking about. (laughs) They never eat from the ground. They eat from the treetops. Don't you understand why? In the last day that the prophet said, the fruit is ripe and where? In the top of the tree. Mount treetop. Why? Adam and Eve go over to God are pulling from the fruits again. Don't you understand, friend, what our spiritual diet is consistent of? In the days of Luther, they're still eating herbage, they're still eating carrots and taters and maters and beans. In the days of Wesleyan, the days of Pentecost, it moved up a little higher, but praise God, the tree of life has come back again. Amen, we are not only privileged to take the rapture, we are privileged to eat rapture diet before the rapture comes. trying to keep you from the tree of life he's done everything he can to drive you right toward it Amen. notice everything under control to bring forth of its kind never remember to bring when he put the seed I love this it's so amazing the seed can only come forth with the power of life within it to transform from a seed to a plant Oh, my, whatever it was, His transforming power. We can try to save people. We can try to make them bride. We can try to baptize them and do everything in the world. If God never put a seed of representation there, they will never become bride. And if they're bride, you can't stand in their way and stop them. Mama can't stand in their way. Daddy can't stand in their way because there is a seed of God there, and it will transform itself. Praise God. Oh, my. Let's skip on down a little bit, Brother Rad. Let's look at Genesis 2, 4. Now, here we move into another phase of this, the way Moses relates this on the seventh day. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth. Isn't that strange? Generations. So you'd say, like this is the generations of the Lehman family. Oh uncle, whatever his name was, and his boy, and then grandpa so-and-so, and great so-and-so, great so-and-so. They come from a little rocky spot over in Scotland somewhere, and they come across the boat, and then he had a son, his name was Wilbur, and then Wilbur married Mary Jane, and him and Mary Jane had a, a Tootsie, and then Tootsie married Flipsie, and Flopsy, and, and Mopsy, and all the rest of them. And here they come on down, so these are the generations of the Lemans. And yet God talks about the heavens as if the one succeeded out of the other, out of the other, out of the other, the generation hallelujah, the progeny, one stage of the heaven produced another stage out of that stage, another stage don 't you understand He was writing your life in the stars. You come out of justification. These are the generations of your new birth. Justification made way for sanctification. Sanctification made way for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost made way for the Holy Ghost himself. These are the generations of you. These are the generations of the heavens Look at the meaning of this word Descendants Descendants Results Proceedings Course of history (laughs) Y'all ready for this next verse? Yeah, you just think you are These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. So where was it? I told you you thought you was ready. (laughs) So he goes out of the generations of the heavens and then he ties the botany life into the same cycle. And, and, conjunction joined together. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. So where was it? (laughs) but now remember he's speaking about successive generations and he's speaking about how he placed it upon the earth so Moses in here is going to show us that God never sowed so much small seeds and then through the process of time it would produce but he actually created them fully mature and set them in the ground matured plants. Instant creation. Your millennium. Don't you understand when we step out of the tribulation period we're not going to have to wait 500 years miss half of our honeymoon on a bare earth. It's going to be the, oh glory to be the God, it's going to be the reenactment of the seventh day again whenever he will place it upon the earth, fully matured trees, fully matured animals, fully matured plants, fully matured rivers and parks, oh blessed be the Lord God. Why? Because it was here before it was in the earth. If it was there once, it's still there again. Oh, how? that was in the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden has been destroyed but them plants are somewhere. Them plants are somewhere. The Creator still has them. Oh hallelujah! We will see the same plants that Adam and Eve saw in the Garden of Eden. When you're talking about lost species and species and plants which have become extinct, God don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just cause you don't know where they are do not mean he don't know where they are. I don't mind telling you I had myself a good old holy roller fit when I run across that the other day. I've shown it to Brother Louie and Brother J.D., and they was about having a fit there with me in the office. Every plant of the field before it was in the earth. So which was first, seed or plant? Plant. (laughs) Fully matured plant set out in the earth with its seed in itself. That's why Adam wasn't made a little boy. That's why Adam wasn't born. Adam was a full grown man. Adam was a full grown man with the seed word book of life in his hand. oh hallelujah, in the millennium when the son of David, hallelujah, resurrects his bride and we step out on this earth, we will be fully mature. The plants, the animals, For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground. Yeah, this is Genesis 2.5. Genesis 1.26. God said, let us make man in our own image. He didn't say there wasn't a man. He said there wasn't a man to till the ground. A soul don't tell. <laughs> <Amen. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Y'all mind if I get a little Pentecostal right here
1: <laughs> Immediate production of divine creative power. Amen.
0: Full-grown cypress, full-grown oaks. Full-grown maples, full-grown. I mean, you just send them out to the, apple tree and full bloom, full, fully loaded down. Peaches, plums, pomegranates, blueberries, strawberries. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And they sprang and they come out with perfection with the ability within itself. This is the law of God. Don't cross yourself. and they never they never have done it to this day. Man gets in women and tampers them, but they've never done it. So God created everything in this matured state. Instead of this infancy of just going around sowing seeds, you know, where there's nothing there. it was in His mind. It was in his mind. And it comes up, so there it is, there it is, there it is. Your maximum, we walk out on the millennium, and there'll be gigantic, big old trees, and we say, Didn't the nuclear explosion blow all them away? Well, it might have blown them out of existence in time, but nuclear physics don't affect the mind of God. Your body might go back to dust and ashes and whatever more, but brother, sister, your image is still in the mind of God. All he's gotta do is speak, and you'll have another body. Notice Genesis 2.6. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Underground irrigation has been used for a long time. And you imagine God did not have to run water pipes and pumps. But God had the reservoirs in the center of the earth which would also be used in the Andaluvian destruction. But when God made them, he so designed it, the great designer, so designed it that they would be able to release this aqueous mist. Which would come up between the earth and, <laughs> and maybe rise up just enough to be able to cover the foliage and whatever more. And it was just... Sh- And every day Adam would go out and everything was so fresh. Morning glory, honeysuckle, gardenia, oh, it's just, oh, beautiful. Which way you want to go this morning, sweetheart? You want to go toward the morning glory garden or the high Which way you want to go? Let's do both. Let's go. Oh, praise God. Isn't this wonderful? Oh, Adam, it's absolutely
1: beautiful.
0: What a father we have. And think all of this, he spoke. Yes, sweetheart, every bit of it. He spoke, he gave it its traits, its characteristics. And this, ours, it is ours. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face. Antarctica. Had no ice. The North Pole, the South Pole, eh, wasn't quite like it is now. Praise the Lord. The Himalayas, the Andes, all that, no no snow caps there. And the whole thing all over the earth. God made me program it overnight, you know, where the animals is resting, everything is resting. So according to the cycles of the sun, it would just come up, shh. There was not a rain on the earth until the days of Noah. So we won't be needing rains in the millennium. Apparently God will install underground irrigation again. Oh, the land of a cloudless day. (laughs) Praise God. And the Lord God formed man. The two names of God joined in anticipation of this epic-making event of all that he's done. This is the crescendo. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. So the word form describes the work of an artist like a potter shaping an earthen vessel. Notice Isaiah 64, 8. But now, Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay and thou art our potter. And we all are the work of thy hand. Now God calls a man Adam. The name of the ground is Admah, A-D-D-M-A-H. So he gets his name from where his body comes from. Praise God. Can I have a few more minutes? He's not formed of heavenly matter. God didn't melt down gold. I realize some of y'all think he should have for you, but... He was not made out of stardust or silver. Or some of y'all were thinking, rhodium and platinum, and nope. Nope, he wasn't even made out of diamonds, pearls, gems, but made out of dust. Truly, you can say this with me, can you not? The workmanship excelled the material used.) <laughs> Oh, blessed be the Lord. I can say the same thing tonight about my soul, can't you? Whatever God's done out of me and you that'll accomplish anything, the workmanship of the potter certainly excel what he had to work with. Because I've never had much to give him. You might as well say amen. You ain't got much to give him, no how. But the work that he performs out of our life, the workmanship has certainly excelled the material that we give him to use. Praise God. Not born, not formed as a little baby, and God made his little tiny fingers, little tiny thumb, about a seven pound baby boy. But a full, mature man. The prophet said he stood there with his toes like the roots of a tree in the earth. We're just standing there lifeless. And then Ruach, Elohim, come and breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So now he's a creature of two worlds. The prophet said, blasphemous names. When God breathed into his nostrils, he became an eternal
1: person with God.
0: You see, now the man was animated. You understand the way they found out cartoons and stuff years and years ago, movies? About being able to take and draw the animation, the work of artistry, to animate. So they take so many slides of this Mickey Mouse, we'll say, and then they take one, on another, 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 take the shape of the ear and change it, shape of the tail and change it, the paw, whatever more, and then you move that many, many slides, real, real fast, and it actually animates Mickey, and Mickey becomes alive. So here was a man. He was one slide. So God breathed into him. And when he did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> he was a
0: None of the animals were personally animated by the Almighty God. Let me find a place to close. I'm in a bad spot here to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Psalms 8.3, we'll pick it up in the morning. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man, that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. I've read this scripture since I was a boy. But today when I was studying on it, I clicked on this word angels. And brother Terry, I could not believe what I found. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. And look at the word Elohim this word was so strong in the original Hebrew text our translators under Kings James could not swallow it so they watered it down <laughs> I believe the hours arrived when some people can handle it <laughs> Lord God Thou hast made him a little lower than Elohim. Elohim is not used to describe angels. The deity of God. Look at the original. The original is certainly very emphatic. I can't read this Hebrew and you can't either. these other language here. But look at what it says. Thou hast lessened him for a little time from God or thou hast made him less than God
1: for a little time. <laughs> oh Lord,
0: thou hast made him less than God for a little Is that awesome or what?
1: (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Can you imagine David without the new birth, David without the Holy Ghost getting this revelation? Lord, it's a wonder he hadn't tore his castle down. (laughs) When David this hit him, and David saw it in its original format God, you actually made man like you for a little time to be less than Praise the Lord. Think about it. Ah. Why are you so excited about that, Brother Donnie? Because this time is just about up. <laughs> 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 in our souls, it's already up. The prophet tells us in 1949, deity is no longer in heaven, but deity is in you. If you've got
1: the baptism of the Holy Ghost, deity all hell
0: This morning before the sun rose, the Spirit of God kept quoting the scripture to me. Over and over again, I thought, Lord, I don't, I don't see what, what that has to do with the way I'm going. He said, you dummy, shut up. You don't know which way you're going. I mean, he didn't say that, but he could have said that. <laughs> but once I got up and I, I started to read it, I thought, oh, God. Praise the Lord. For thou hast made him. A little lower, a little less than God for a little time. And has crowned Him with glory and honor. Let me give you something for you to contemplate in the morning. How many believes that we will crown Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords? You believe that? Amen. You're sure of that? We will do it. Slaves, nobodies, nothings, worthless people never crown a king. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Only people of authority? People in power and sovereigns can crown. Okay. For he has made us unto our God kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. It's not nothings and nobodies and worthless. It will be victors. Overcomers, sovereigns, glory to God, that will crown
1: him King of kings.
0: Thou hast made him less than God for a time. But soon that time will be over When I'll rise to my place I'll return to the image of my
1: Lord
0: My human vanity will cease My sorrow roll away I'll be one With you again, my Lord. I'll say, I and my Father are one. I am back where I started, back where I began. I and my Father are one. He's crowned me, now I crown him, and we'll go to eternity. I am back with my Father, I'm one. Oh, I am back with my Father, I'm one. The season of mortality, it's filled its course and its run. Now, the season of the eternal, it's unfolding in our lives. And I'm back with my father, I'm one. What is man? THAT THOU ART MINDFUL, O LORD. WHAT IS MAN THAT YOU WOULD THINK OF HIM, O LORD. HE CAME FROM YOUR BEING BEFORE THERE WAS TIME, SO YOU COULD PUT HIM BACK into the sublime, we are back with our Father, we're one, to the image of the Word, we are one, Elohim of Shaddai, Almighty God, we are united are back with our Father. We're
1: one. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
0: Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise be to God. Praise God. I read it to you Wednesday night What Brother Branham says now it's the mortal season. But before long it will be immortal season. When your little time of being less than Elohim. I know friends it confuses people. I'm sorry but it's just it's just the truth. The word Elohim is the plural of El Elah and then Elohim. El Elah Allah Elohim the plural form Not that there's more than one god But that one god sure does have a lot of attributes <laughs> Look we're American citizens are we not Why where were most of you born? In America, right? Your passport, your citizenship, your driver's license, whatever more, you can validate and prove you're an American. You were born in Fran- France, you'd be a Frenchman, born in Switzerland, you'd be a Swiss, whatever more. Hallelujah. Well, then what if I get a new citizenship somehow by miraculous birth? Amen. That all of a sudden, in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, I am regenerated. I am resold. I ain't talking about a guy that works on shoes now. I'm talking about the S O U L. I am resold by the power of God, and I get a token of my citizenship, which is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If Satan wants to know who I am, I can put my token right there and say, I'm a son of God. Not just me, but all the rest of you here tonight that are filled with the Holy Ghost back up devil you've afflicted my body you've worked on my job you've worked on my home back off devil here's my citizenship i take my token you ain't got no right to rob me of my health you ain't got no right to rob me of my peace you ain't got no right to rob me of my joy here's my citizenship the token is in effect
1: thank god
0: You see, he was created as God's own representative on the earth over the creation and just a little bit lower than God. You see, God kept him from at least one thing, glorification. He was in a state of perfection. Well, I don't want to get into more sermons, but (laughs) let me just say, he was in the state of perfection But that perfection never led him to glorification. Had he entered into glorification, he could have never fallen. Don't you see where you're headed? Don't you see where you're headed? When you get your new body, you have entered into an irreversible role back into the world of Elohim. We will have a glorious body. A body like his own body. We will then be crowned with the glory that Adam was not able to get. Just forget that I said that. I'm going to say that again in the morning. Oh children, don't you love
1: him? Oh praise God. Oh, Jesus,
0: Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, Lord. I stand here tonight like David of old. Sam and I consider the work of your hands. I look at what you've done and what you've made. What is man? That thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visitest him. You've made him for a season a little lower than Elohim. It's like David asked the question, and then a revelation struck him. The divine answer came to answer his question. That was made him for a season a little lower than Elohim. You crowned him with glory and honor. Adam was given a crown, a majestic one. But it never led him to a glorified state
1: in his body.
0: His diet had not yet consisted of the tree of life, or he would have lived forever. Here we got saints in this building tonight, feeding on heavenly manna, eating off the tree of life. As a matter of fact, your prophet said, The tree of life is blooming in them tonight. Praise God. Oh, we know there'll be a natural tree there that day, but already spiritually it's taking place right in us right here tonight. That's why in the midst of trials and storms, sometimes we think we're going to lose our mind if we can just calm down a little bit and settle down and go to eating from the inside out. That's what's going to happen one of these days. We're going to eat ourselves into a new body. Praise God. We're going to be like that little old caterpillar that Brother Jill has demonstrated to us time and time again. We're eating and eating and eating and eating on the unfailing body. Word of the Son of Man. Praise God. We'll go in that little cocoon of mortality and all of a sudden we'll bust out of there with our antenna unfolding out and our beautiful colors of our wings. We will be crowned with honor and glory. Hallelujah. Our bodies will be changed. Changed. Praise God. Help us tonight, Jesus. Thank you for the service, Lord. Thank you for your word. I know it may seem strange to them, Lord. Some of them suffer with sickness. Some of them facing so many difficulties. And, and they think, what in the world is Brother Donnie preach such things for? It ain't me. It's you. When Job and all of his battles and his trials, you didn't come down and get in the gully with him. But you said, Job... Can you cause Arcturus to do this? Can you cause Mazeroth to do that? And bring Job out of the trials. You showed him your greatness. Amen. Amen. I believe you do the same thing to us if you'll let us. It's like that mighty eagle when she's out there and she's got them little little ones and it's time for them to get out what's she do she gets out there and oh my she begins to flutter her big gigantic wings and she wants them to look at how big she is because they're fixing to take a tumble like they ain't never had before and she wants their confidence not to be in their ability she don't want their confidence to be in their wings she wants their confidence to be in her wings when they get out there and they go to falling and screaming for mama they can have a flashback of the way mama mama was how big how strong that's the way we are father when we get overwhelmed with the things of life and we don't know what to do you give us an image of yourself you stand right there above our nest of mortality and you flop your great big creation wings you flop your great big almighty God wings before us and said I am that I am I'm the first and the last the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end and when we're turning and tossing in the battles of life we say I remember who I Sir, I remember my Father is the Almighty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you tonight, Father. Hey, let's sing something together. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Oh Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord oh, Jesus, oh, don't you sense that awesome, that awesome presence of the King?
2: Let's sing that song. It reaches to the highest mountains as you're dismissed this evening. Amen. Kibji. Oh, it reaches to the highest straight